Hear these words from Genesis. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other wild animal the Lord God had created. He said to the woman, Did God say, You shall not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat the fruit of the tree that is in the middle of the garden, nor shall you touch it, or you shall die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some of the fruit to her husband, who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they saw that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves. Now also hear these words from the Gospel of Matthew. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, Do not put the Lord God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, All these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. This is the word of the Lord. On the front of your worship folders is the poem, Journey to Jerusalem. The journey to Jerusalem begins in the waters of the Jordan, certifying that this is the one from God. As Barbara Brown Taylor puts it, No sooner did he come out of the water than the dove that had lit on him turned into a guide bird, leading him away from the river and into the desert with a voice of God still ringing in his ears. If we're going to follow Jesus, we're going to be disciples We've got to come to a giving up place, and that's where Jesus is today. He's out in the desert. 
And he's tempted, and this is no small temptation, it's a large one. It's, it's a temptation to sin against the affirmation that we read in Deuteronomy. The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. This is no small time temptation. And in response to that, Jesus resists and refuses three times. Instead, he chooses to be, of all things, human. The two texts for this morning are interesting. Adam and Eve step over the line, finding humanity to be a curse. Jesus finds it a blessing. Adam tries to be God. Jesus is content to remain a human being. And the irony of all of this is that the one who tries to be God doesn't do a very good job of being a human, while the one who is content to be human we know is the Son of God. The very beginning of his ministry, Jesus defines himself, defines his ministry by what he renounces, what he gives up in this giving up place, rather than what he affirms or accepts. But the truth is, you know, when you say no to something, that means that you have said yes to something else, and vice versa. When you say yes to something, it means that you have said no to something else. Today's the first Sunday on our journey to Easter the season of Lent, and as we begin this journey to Jerusalem and the cross, we do so in the midst of a society that is self-satisfied and self-indulgent. Jesus does something utterly countercultural here. To the temptation to have it all, he says, no, 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 three times no. And oh, did you notice in verse 6, Satan quotes scripture, Psalm 91, verse 11. That's a warning to us. That just because someone knows scripture and can quote it chapter and verse doesn't necessarily mean they're up to any good or that they speak for God. God's work in our world and in our lives is not to get us what we want, but rather enable us for the first time to get outside our small lives, our small worlds, where we think that the world revolves around us, our needs, and our wants, and our wanters have no limit, right? Sometimes an important part of discipleship is letting God fix our wanters because they're all out of whack. But it's to say no to the temptation so that we can be what God wants us to be, and that's a real human being. And if we fail, if we fall for the temptation, we become less than what God created us to be. We become less than human. Our culture tells us it's about taking care of ourselves. It's about pleasing ourselves. It's about feeling good. It's about satisfying ourselves. And maybe Jesus understands that it's also about the worship of self. And so in the final temptation, he speaks of worship. Jesus repeats the prayer that Jews knew, knew by heart. You shall worship 
only the Lord your God. That's a tough sell, isn't it? It's a tough sell in our world. But we're headed towards Monday, Thursday, where we receive a new mandate from Jesus. A new commandment I give you that you shall love one another even as I have loved you and washes their feet. That's giving. That's getting outside your small world. That's serving others. You see, Jesus saves us by demanding obedience. He saves us from ourselves as much as anything. And this message flies in the face of everything people in our world believe these days. You see, Jesus expects things from you and me that nothing and no one else does, no other relationship does. Jesus makes demands and calls us to make sacrifices like no one else. Jesus says no three times to the economic, political, and even spiritual power and manipulation. Those are the three temptations that he faces. What Jesus says is no. That's exactly what Adam and Eve couldn't say. And they pay for it. You see, Jesus asks us to make sacrifices that no one else will. That's not popular in our world, is it? When was the last politician elected that a major part of his or her platform was sacrifice on our parts? Think about it. Oh, you can have it all. Everybody gets everything all the time. What do you need to give up in order to, in order to give Jesus the chance to do something with your life? What is it? What is it work in your life that's in danger of taking over your life and controlling you? What do you need to give up in the giving up place? Three weeks from today, during this hour, we will have a service of healing and reconciliation and talk about and give you the opportunity to articulate those things that some of you mentioned that need to, need to go away in order for the church to live out what God's called her to do. But this is about you this morning. What is it that you need to give up in the giving up place? What in your life do you love too much and it's getting in the way of following Jesus? Isn't it time to give it up? After all, this is the giving up place. A place where we can admit, need to admit, have to admit that we can't win by ourselves. We can't do it alone even though we've tried. We keep trying to do the same thing and we get the same results and we're stunned. The great news of the day is that Jesus said no to temptation and so can you and I. Jesus can give us the grace and the strength to deny ourselves, to take up our crosses and to follow him. You see, the truth is both Adam and Jesus are alive in us, aren't they? And we can feel them tugging at us most days. We're kin to both. We're intimately related to both. When the Adam in us is tempted to play God, the Jesus in us enables us to remain human and live a human-sized life. The Lord who made us from dust offers to breathe life into us again and again and again. 
What do you need to give up? Are you willing? We sing hymn 152. Katie will be in front to greet you if you would like to confess your faith in Christ. If you would like one of the ministers to pray with you, pray for you. I invite you to step out and come as we stand and sing. Deacons are hosting a family and friends potluck in the serving room. If you are a new friend today, a guest, we invite you to stay, remain for lunch. Uh, one of the ministers will be glad to point you in the direction. It's, it's a place that you can't get to from here, and so you have to go someplace else to start, but we'll be glad to show you where to start to get there, okay? And now may God bless you. May Christ save you. May God's Holy Spirit bring healing to you and all your relationships in the name of God, our Creator, Christ, our Redeemer, the Holy Spirit, our Comforter.